What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Grand Slam Fantasy Sports Podcast, where the bases are always loaded, and we will give you the information for your fantasy teams to knock it out of the park. My name is Tyler St. Jean. Tonight, I am joined by my two co-hosts, Brandon Duff and Nick Frazier. Guys, man, we, we've made it to December. Only one more month left uh, in 2021. And uh, just a few more weeks left until fantasy football playoffs get started. Brandon, how how are we doing tonight? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, yeah, like you said, we get a couple weeks left. It's going to be fantasy playoffs. Had a busy Thanksgiving. Spent it with the fam. Um, watched a lot of football. Uh, I'm ready to yeah. Again, what is this week thirteen? We're coming up on. That's it, week thirteen. Yeah, yeah. like you said, it's going to be playoffs soon. I'm, I'm excited for that. So ready to hop into the show. How you doing, Nick? I'm good. I will uh, not be looking forward to playoffs because I won't be in any of them. But, uh, yeah, you guys have a good matchup this week, huh? I mean, you're fighting for a chance to make the playoffs between each other. So this should be a good little good little battle. Where loses is pretty much kicked. Well, Grand Slam okay. showdown. Yeah, yeah Grand Slam show. One of us gonna get in, so I, I'm rooting for both of you. Let's say that. Yeah, the one. Yeah, I'm rooting for the the winner of of our matchup. Hopefully, hopefully slips into the playoffs there, and we can represent the Grand Slam podcast in our home league. So, um, but yeah, like you mentioned, it's week th- thirteen. Um, you know, this year is a, an interesting year because they have an extra week in the NFL. So. I would say most fantasy leagues are starting their playoffs a week later. Uh, usually they'll start in 14, but this week most mostly they're starting in week 15. So I'd say about two weeks till playoffs start in the majority of leagues. Uh, it's a big week, and there's actually four teams on a bye this week. So it's going to be tough to find some guys to, to play and plug into your lineups with the Carolina Panthers, Cleveland Browns, Green Bay Packers, and Tennessee Titans all in a bye. And there are a ton of fantasy-worthy guys on those teams so um, definitely a, a big week you know i'm sure a lot of you need need some wins going into these last couple of weeks and uh, hopefully we'll steer you on the right path in the right direction on this show so with that said guys uh we always get started here with our studs and duds segment uh what we're going to do is uh give you for every position a guy that we feel is going to have a stud week a very good week and a guy that we're a little bit down on, but they're going to kind of put up a dud and not really reach uh, what they usually can do for your squad. So with that said, Brandon, you usually kick us off here with the studs and duds. Who's your quarterback week 13 stud? My quarterback stud is going to be Carson Wentz. Um, I think I went to him a couple of weeks ago. He's not a guy I usually I usually uh, will pick in this situation, but I just think he's got a good matchup going against the Texans. Finishes the quarterback five last week um, against – these matchups like this against teams that let up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks, he's had really good finishes. He's finishes QB five against the Jets, QB nine against the Ravens. Um, <clears throat> he only had twenty pass attempts the first time they played the Texans. He finished with his highest uh, yards per attempt that game, and he did finish his QB twelve. I think he can put up a similar performance. You know, I think if he throws the ball a little bit more, he can finish inside the top ten. Um, so like you said, there's a few bye weeks. Uh, Carson Wentz can fill in at QB this week, I think, and 
I wouldn't be surprised if he put up a week similar to last week. He had 28 points last week, so I like Carson Wentz. I'm I'm down on Carson Wentz. I, I, I feel like I've been down on him. Not down, up on him, whatever, for uh, the most part. Down with him. Yeah, down with him, exactly. <laughs> uh, against the Houston D, uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of potential for some passing touchdowns with him, whether it be from Taylor, uh, <clears throat> Michael Pittman, or even another guy I'm going to bring up later on the show. Uh, I, I see good things this week from him. Tyler? Yeah, I'm totally cool with, with uh, rolling the dice with Carson Wentz this week. Uh, just for all the reasons you said, Houston does, does not scare me. It's going to be in a dome in Houston. Uh, he just threw for 300 yards and three touchdowns against Tampa Bay, uh, who I know their secondary is not that great, but, I, you know, probably better than Houston's. And, uh, you know, they kind of let Wentz do his thing, uh, too. Like, they're not afraid to, to let him to have him throw, throw downfield. With guys like Pittman, with T.Y. Hilton back uh, the last few weeks, that that's just going to help him. Zach Pascal, obviously Jonathan Taylor has been one of the better offensive players this year. So I think Houston, uh, in the game plan is to stop him first, uh, which will open up things for Carson Wentz. And uh, he near the goal line, he, he's thrown you know some touchdowns this year. He, he looks like he's got a lot of games with two or three touchdowns, and I can see him doing just that against Houston on Sunday. Uh, Nick, who's your quarterback stud for this week? This one's going to be an odd one for me because I usually uh, am down on him, but it's going to be Derek Carr this week. Um, I know he just lost Waller, but he's going up against uh, Washington defense other than uh, this past Monday night against Seattle when they prevailed against a struggling Seahawks offense with Russell Wilson. Um, I just think they're a soft defense most of the quarterbacks this year that have gone up against him have, have had monster games. And I could see that easily happening for Derek Carr. He's been having to spread the ball out a little more with the loss of some of his weapons. Um, I don't know. I, I think he's uh, primed for a big game. It was tough for me to find one. I thought Derek Carr and the up against Washington's D was a pretty uh, solid bet for, a you know, top 10, top 15 week. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about him. He's kind of hit or miss sometimes, but this week could be positive. Tyler. All right. I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm down with Derek Carr this week as well. <laughs> uh, playing at home. Like you said, Washington, they, they just played well Monday night, but Seattle's offense hasn't looked good the last few weeks. So um, I think the Raiders offense is clicking a little bit more right now. I know, I know Waller's probably out, but uh, Foster Moreau will, will probably take his place, and, and I think he's a pretty solid backup uh, that you want going in for, for you know, a star tight end. Uh, I think he'll do okay there. I think Hunter Renfro is having a very underrated, solid season. Uh, he just had like 136 yards against Dallas on Thanksgiving night, and, and Derek Carr at 373. And uh, believe it or not, I actually just saw this today. Did you guys know – Derek Carr's leading the NFL right now in, in passing yards. I saw this today. Derek Carr's on pace right now to have the third highest passing yard season in the history of the NFL. See, that's 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 even more shocking Ooh. to me. That's more shocking. I was I just did, shocked I, to see. I did not know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. I, I was just shocked to see that Derek Carr's leading the league in passing yards right now. I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't have if you gave me five guesses oh, the show before I saw that I wouldn't have guessed Derek Carr. But so he's on yeah. pace to like be third all time in passing yards yes, for a single yeah. season, right? That's, Holy crap! That is, Remember uh, that season where like five QBs just passed five thousand yards in one season? It was like Tom yeah. Brady, Eli Manning, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it's crazy now, but it's fun for fantasy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. fantasy points. No, but Carl, I I agree. Carl looked good on Thanksgiving. Um, he really he was really good at the beginning of the year, and I think with the coaching change and then the whole rug situation, he was kind of down the last few weeks. That's kind of a lot for the team to go through. And yeah, maybe he's back on track. The team's back on track. Like Tyler said, Renfro was looking good. So yeah, I like Carr. Cool. Right. I'm gonna uh, my QB dud. I'm going to go with uh, Tom Brady. Uh, he's going to be playing at the Falcons. So over Tom Brady's career, we all know how uh, great he's been in domes. So he's going to be playing in the uh, Mercedes-Benz. No, wait, no. Wait. Mercedes-Benz what's, uh, what's, what's it called? Do you know what the Allen Falcons? Mercedes, it's Mercedes-Benz. I'm it is the Mercedes-Benz sure. dome. All right, yeah. I was right. Yeah, okay. He played the Mercedes-Benz Mercedes uh, dome. Yep, down in Atlanta. Um, Atlanta's like a bottom five pass defense in the league this season. They haven't been able to really stop any anyone's passing game. And uh, I just think with Gronkowski now back, uh, looked healthy last week, looked really good last week, along with uh, Evans and Godwin still uh, going out there every week. I know Antonio Brown, they just said that he's out for the next couple of weeks, but it doesn't matter. As long as he has Gronk, Evans, Godwin, I think in a dome, Brady, Brady has a really solid game against the Falcons. You guys with me or not? He uh, usually tears the Falcons up, mm-hmm. whether he's with New England or Tampa Bay. So, um, yeah, I don't. He had a down week last week. Usually, he comes back and uh, lights it up the next week. Doesn't go too long with the 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 downs. So, I think it's he's uh bracing for a comeback this week. A little uh, up, yeah. He's taking uppers, baby. Brandon? Yeah, no, I'm I'm on Tom Brady. I like him most weeks. I think he can get back on track this week. It's hard to go against him any given week. Yeah, yeah. It's surprising to me when he doesn't have a good week. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't have much to add to Tom Brady. I think he's going to have a good week. All right, let's move ahead uh, on to our quarterback, Duds. Brandon, who do you have as your dud this week? My QB dud is going to be Joe Burrow going against the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, the last two games, he's been under 30 attempts. In both games, he's been under 200 passing yards. Over the last three weeks, he's had under two touchdowns. No, I'm sorry. He's had two touchdowns, and he's thrown three picks in uh, those three games. And if you look, the big change to the offense really is Mixon. He's just kind of taken over the, the offense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's been a top-five fantasy running back over four of the last five weeks. and um, yeah, I just think that it's going to be another Joe Mixon game. The Chargers are last in yards per game on the ground, and they've given up 15 touchdowns this year, which is bottom three. So I can see Mixon going off, and I expect Joe Burrow to uh, once again have a game where he doesn't really throw the ball much, and that would probably keep his touchdowns limited and his overall upside limited. So I'm kind of off Joe Burrow this week. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. and. 
for what you just said. I think the Chargers are good against the pass, and they're, they're not good at all against the run. And the way Joe Mixon has looked the last five or six weeks, he's he's going to be like a top three running back in fantasy right now the last five or six weeks. So I think they just keep relying on him uh, using the ground game uh, and and just, like you said, limiting Burrow's attempts and going with Mixon this game. I'm with you. Oh, Nick, are you muted? No. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. Sorry. Uh, that was our first mute situation we've ever had. Well, yeah, I, it was some background, some ambient noise. I, I just wanted to make sure it didn't cross over. But uh, I was saying uh, while I was silenced, uh, remember when we were down on Joe Mixon for a few weeks? Yeah. And just looking at this turnaround. Oh, my God. But, yeah, the, because of that, I think Joe Burrow – um, probably, I'm not going to say he has a terrible week, but, um, it's more likely that it, it's not going to be, uh, you know, superb because of the way Joe Mixon's been running and the matchup he has is primed for a, for a great one. It's going to be a run heavy game, I think. And it's just going to limit Joe Burrow's opportunities as well as the receivers possibly. So I agree with you there. Uh, who's your QB dud, Nick? My QB dud. Hang on, I, I totally forgot this for some reason. <laughs> All right, I'm oh, go. oh, my, my QB, yeah, my QB dud. But you got it. All right. Yeah, so my QB dud is going to be uh, Russell Wilson All right. uh, this week. He's uh he's been struggling since he's come back. He has not had you know typical Russell Wilson performances. But uh, this seems to be kind of like a regular thing, second half of the season for the past few years. Um, he just had a stinker up against uh, Washington, which is this year an easy uh, QB matchup to get some pretty monster points. Uh, he's going up against a harder test this week. And um, who are they playing? Niners. Niners, Yeah. And the way the Niners have been playing, it's been pretty uh, rough against opposing offenses. So, I don't know. I think a division game, uh, they still haven't kind of snapped out of it yet. I, I don't see Russell Wilson turning it around, turning it around this week. Um, Tyler, how do you feel about that? Am I yeah, I, I agree. Since he's returned from injury – he hasn't looked like the same Russell Wilson. He just looked awful Monday night. Uh, he looked awful the week before against Green Bay. Uh, the Niners aren't like an easy team coming in. Uh, like you said, it's a division game. The Niners have been rolling. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think this is the game that Russell Wilson all of a sudden puts up a good week. I, I think there's more of the same what we've seen the last two weeks. Brandon, any, anything you want to add? I was actually going to ask, do you guys think his finger still hurt or something? Yeah, I think so. Because like you I said, he's looked completely so, different. So, like, completely something's different wrong. Player. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah. DK Metcalf had one catch, and that was at the end of. Yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're still yeah. players overall. I know Lockett finished with like 97 yards, but they just haven't, they haven't been putting up numbers you'd expect from them either. Mm-hmm. And over, yeah. you, you imagine that's because of, of what's going on with Russell Wilson. The whole Seattle offense has been rough. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah, I would say that he, there's definitely something nagging him. Yeah. Or maybe he's just not that good. <laughs> no, I wouldn't I wouldn't go that far. I mean, Russell, yeah. Russell Wilson's a pretty good quarterback, but 
Yeah, he, exactly. Uh, yeah, he, he might just be still a little banged up. But uh, speaking of rough and banged up, my QB dud, I'm going to go with uh, Big Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, I know he, he's been kind of battling some injuries lately. And unfortunately for him and the Steelers, they're going to be playing against the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday, division, big division game. Um, the Baltimore Ravens pressure in a blitz more than any other team in the league. And I think that's really bad news for, for Ben Roethlisberger. I think that offensive line in, in, in Pittsburgh has not really been good this year. And uh, that's not the defense you really want to play against. Uh, if you're trying to keep Ben, you know, from not getting sacked or he, he's too old to be scrambling around the pocket. Uh, I think the Ravens sack him and pressure him a ton in this game. And I, I think Ben Roethlisberger is going to have a, a dud of a week. Yeah. Brandon, you agree? Yeah, I'm, I'm. He's one of the last guys I'd want to play, and he. Yeah. You know, it's sad to say he was one of the guy. I think he was my sleeper in the QB yeah, for the season. <laughs> yeah. I thought he had one yeah. more left in him, but he ended up he ended up in the uh, bus category for sure. He's a got of a season. Never mind. This yeah, and, and like they have a lot of talented players in their offense, a lot of good skill players, and watching their team. It's kind of it's funny watching him play, man. I mean, the dude can barely even move in the pocket yeah. at all. He, he, looks, he, like he a, looks like he like trips over his feet sometimes. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. He, he uh, no arm strength at all. <laughs> I I I think he's gonna reti- he he should retire at the yeah. end of this season. Yeah. That's just I thought he was gonna retire this past year. What is it? I thought he was gonna retire this past year. Never mind. Yeah, right. But I'm saying like this, like this year in particular, like if you've been watching him, like he, he can't. You're right. He can't move on. Yeah, he can't avoid like, and the the line is not good. Like he doesn't have a good line in front of him, and he can't scramble like 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 he's just getting and hit he hard. Can't take hits like he, yeah, can't take hits like he used to right. either. Well, he can stay up for a while. He's old man. Back he's like 30, 38, right? And he's like he's older. No, he's no Tom Brady, you know. Yeah, he's yeah. no Tom Brady. But yeah, I I'm just. I you I wish I hope you nobody has him on his team to be honest. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's move along here. Running backs. Who's your running back stud, Brandon? I'm going with Miles Sanders this week. Um he left last game with an ankle injury, but he was off to a pretty good start. He had nine carries for sixty four yards. Uh the game prior he had fifteen he had over fifteen carries. Um the Jets have given up the most TDs on the ground this season. And their bottom ten in yards allowed to running backs. I'm just expecting Miles Sanders to kind of carry the load again, like he did two weeks ago. I know Gainwell's kind of involved in the passing game, but I think this sets up to be a good game for Sanders to get his on the ground. Good chance to get a rushing TD. Like I said, the Jets have given up the most on the year. Um, I think if you have a hole in the in your running back position, you need somebody this week. Sanders could be a good guy to plug in. Tyler, any thoughts on Sanders? Yeah, I, I also like Sanders this week. I almost went with him for my stud. Um, like you mentioned, the Jets are dead last against running backs. Um, and uh, the way Jalen Hurts just looked this past week, and he's banged up too. He's got an ankle injury. He's questionable. Uh, there's some chatter that he might even sit this week. So um, I think, you know, whether he plays or not, I think they rely heavily on, on the run game. And uh, they're leading, you know, a, guy in attempts and, and rushes is Miles Sanders. So um, I think Sanders is in, is in for a pretty solid workload. And I think uh, against the Jets, you can de- he can definitely rack up some, some yards and do some work. Nick, what do you think? 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go against it a little bit. I like the matchup. I will I will say that. But um, as an owner of Miles Sanders, uh, he his efficiency is 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 good. You know, but um, they're still not letting him just take over that backfield. And I'm unsure of how they – I'm still unsure of how they plan to use him. Yeah, he's kind of getting most of the carries, but it's not by much. I mean, Boston Boston Scott has been getting plenty of work. Even last week, Miles Sanders had a little bit of a uh, – I think he rolled his ankle or something, which might even play into this week. Um I'm kind of worried. I'm still worried about playing him. I like him. I like his talent. But even against the Jets, uh, kind of porous run defense, it, it's kind of hard to still be that confident in him at this point. I think this week with the, the buys that are there and um, the buys that are there this week and probably needing after all the backs that went down last week, he's almost a must start. But I me, I'm tempering my expectations just because I still they I still see them not, you know, completely giving their full trust in him. And obviously Jalen <clears throat> Jalen Hurts gets like most of the rushing touchdowns. And I don't know. He's still got Boston Scott and now possibly Kenny Gainwell in the mix. It's kind of kind of tough to uh throw all your cards down on him. Chips, I mean. All right. Who's your running back, Dad? My running back is it stud? Oh, running back stud. Oh, stud. Yeah. Yes, yes. My, <laughs> you my confused apologies. me real quick. Nick was talking I about Sanders gonna... like he was a dud. So yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's <laughs> exactly that is exactly what confused that. me. I'm like, yeah, who's your dad? Like, no, wait, we're still on studs. Yeah, who's your who's your running back stud? Um, my running back stud is going to be Alexander Madison. Uh, Dallin Cook's out for a few weeks. They also have a great matchup um, against the Detroit Lions. I think it's going to be a run-heavy script. Madison has shown that he can um, fill the role of Dalvin Cook Cook just nicely. Uh, When he's out, he fills in admirably. I think he come out with a couple touchdowns, a decent amount of counting stats, like uh, all-purpose yards and all that. So, I don't know. Uh, this week, especially against Detroit, it's to me. It's, I like him over Miles Sanders. He's pretty much a lock and load for me this week. So, Brandon, uh, any uh, pushback on this guy? Or no, no. When when Cook is out, I think Mattinson, like we talked about AJ Dillon when Aaron Jones first went out. I think you kind of mm-hmm. just come in. I. I plug Manson into my lineup if I if I'm a cook uh, if I roster cook and I have Manson on my bench, I'm plugging Manson right in, I'm not even thinking twice about it. So, yeah, yeah. I'm on Alexander Manson this week. Tyler, yeah, uh, same. I would say he definitely is, is could be a stud this week. He was probably the number one waiver wire pickup because I know a lot of leagues he was probably out there still because depending on how many bench spots you have, it's tough to kind of unless you have Dalvin Cook, it's tough to kind of hang on to him all year. Uh, but when he does get that, you know, when Cook's out and, and Madison's the guy, he becomes to me an immediate RB1. <laughs> like he, he when he, he's shown in the past, when he gets that full workload, he, he's almost like a Delvin Cook. 
Like they put up very similar numbers. Like he run in and they run the same way. They just run hard. They run through people. And, you know, uh, Detroit Lions, bottom five rush defense in the league. I thought Montgomery would have a bigger day on Thanksgiving against them, but uh, I think Madison is, is poised for a big game on Sunday against them. My running back stud, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams, another guy who uh, is going into that full workload uh, role for his team with uh, DeAndre Swift. I guess DeAndre Swift's like trying to play, <laughs> but the team's like, no, you know, you're not going to play, dude. Like they haven't won a game this year. I don't see DeAndre Swift uh, playing this week. No, there's reports like there's reports saying he could miss multiple games too. So yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> but from what I read, is DeAndre Swift's like showing up to practice, like 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 doing everything he can Full to pass. play. And, like the Detroit Lions are like, bro, we haven't won a game. We're not gonna risk you going out there this week. Like, what are we doing, man? Like, so I'm I'm like 99% sure DeAndre Swift won't be in uniform on Sunday. Um, I think Jamal Williams is gonna be their main back. So I see him getting a, a good amount of carries and, and even targets because we know Jamal Williams can catch the ball out of the backfield as well. I believe he just had five catches on Thanksgiving once DeAndre Swift left the game, and he also had 15 carries. Um, they're playing the Minnesota Vikings, who don't have a good a good defense, especially a rush defense. Elijah Mitchell just had 133 rushing yards against them last Sunday in a touchdown. And I know the, the Niners have a better run game than Detroit. But I think if you give Jamal Williams the opportunities, I can see him definitely getting in the end zone against, you know, the Vikings and putting up a pretty good stat line for the day. Uh, Brandon, what do you think about Jamal? Yeah, I like Jamal Williams too this week. Um, that's kind of been a lot of teams' uh, focus against the Vikings has been to run the football. Like you said last week, the, the Niners ran the ball over 30 times combined with all the running backs. Um, yeah, I, Williams should, should see a ton of the work. And like you said, he's used a lot of the backfield too in the passing game, so he's uh, could rack up the points in PPR leagues. Yeah, I'm on Jamal Williams too this week. Nick, Jamal Williams was my sleeper coming into the season, and Here finally he matters he at the end get... of the season. Yeah, I said he's he's a sleeper. This could be it if he's going to be out. I mean, if Swift is going to be out for a few weeks. We've seen him do it in Green Bay when uh, Aaron Jones had to go out or even just splitting time with Aaron Jones. I mean, this is it. Uh, the receivers aren't doing uh, jack squat on the lines. I don't think so anyway. I Actually, Josh Reynolds just had a big uh, Thanksgiving. Oh, did he? I was going to say, I don't think I've heard of like one receiver just having great weeks up in Detroit in some time. But yeah. Josh Reynolds is the guy, sure. But I think uh, Jamal Williams is more of a more of a weapon than he is. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Jamal Williams. He's he's the same thing as Alexander Madison for me. Yeah. <clears throat> if I choose between the two, I'd probably go Madison. But yeah, sure. Uh, they're right. They're right there together. Um, same situation. So two uh, two great matchups and should have lead back roles. Uh, Brandon, yeah. who's your uh, dud running back dud this week? Um, my RB dud is going to be David Montgomery. He's playing against the Cardinals this week. Um, the Cardinals have only given up seven touchdowns on the year this season. They're pretty good against running backs. Um, and if you look at Montgomery, he hasn't. He's only finished inside the top twenty PPR running backs twice this year out of seven games. He's been outside the top twenty. 
Uh, he's been outside the top 33 times. Last week, he had a rough game. Like you said, he played Detroit, expecting big things from him, and he kind of just didn't put it up. Um, so, yeah, Montgomery going into a tough game against the Cardinals. I'm just not not feeling it this week. Nick, any thoughts on Montgomery? Yeah. Um, how, how long has he been back for? What, three weeks now? Three, three games, yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, he scored, like, what, 10 – did he get like a 20 pointer in there? No, he's like been outside just... the top 20 all three games. Outside the top 20 fantasy yeah. running backs. Mm-hmm. Thing with David Montgomery. Okay, yeah. This week I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna agree with you. But David Montgomery might be somebody you try and buy in on because I think his schedule for those of you making that playoff push, schedule at the end of the season is uh money. Money in the bank, as we like to say. Um this week though, I'm gonna agree. He still hasn't really um well, the big game's going to break at some point, but it, it just hasn't happened yet. With situations like this, I like to <clears throat> kind of a wait-and-see approach if I have the capability to, if I have other guys I can throw in there. But um, David Montgomery is someone you probably kind of have to start in some situations, especially in the bye, especially with all the injuries. But I will agree that I he's probably going to have a down week. So... Tyler, maybe you were a little more optimistic. No, uh, he was my stud last week against the Lions, and the rush game didn't look good. The run game didn't look good in Chicago. It hasn't for the last three weeks when Montgomery's been back, and I don't see that changing against the Cardinals. I don't. I don't think they're throwing him the ball much either. Uh, I think it's been a Darnell Mooney show over there when it comes to throwing the ball lately. But yeah, Montgomery hasn't done a ton the last, th- like I said, the last three weeks, and. Against the Cardinals, I'm I'm not expecting a, a big game from him this week. But uh, Nick, who's your dud? My dud is the New England Patriots backs, and it's um strictly because of who they're playing against in prime time, for that matter. Uh, Buffalo Bills, number one rush defense. Um, no backs really. I mean, other than Jonathan Taylor going off on them, uh, nobody else has succeeded. Uh, on them all season for the most part. And I like the Patriots backs, uh, both Stevenson and Harris. But uh, this week, I uh, I just don't see it. It's probably going to be – I'll say it's probably going to be a slow Monday night game, just a defensive – the last time the uh, Bills played them, they kind of lit them up. That was early on in the season. This is a, when it looks like the – Pat's D is the real deal as well. So, do you, do you mean last year different. when the Bills played? Bills play early this season. The no, Pats? they haven't played. The, they haven't played this year. Oh, maybe. Who the hell am I thinking of then? I must be thinking of a totally different like game. All right, never mind. I thought it was like early on, like week two. But okay, my bad. Anyway, back to the. It's still going to be a defensive game plan. So, well. Game script, I imagine. So I'm not really looking for much from either of these offenses uh, for most of the game. Could be a crapshoot. Um, how do you guys feel? I know you guys are the past fans. I, I don't really have a dog in the race. but Yeah, I'm, I'd say overall I'm more excited to watch the game than I am to, for the, the fantasy, fantasy output, especially from yeah. the Patriots side of things. Um, yeah, I... I like you said, the only running backs that have done anything, it's been Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry. 
outside of mm-hmm. that, nobody's really put up fantasy points against them. So, yeah, if if I had any kind of option, I'd I'd look to sit Harris this week or or Brandon Bolden maybe if you have to play him in a PPR league, he catches a few passes. But yeah, I'm not looking to play really anybody against the Bills. Yeah, it's a tough one though because like I don't see. I don't see them relying on Mac Jones in this game and him throwing the ball a ton because they also the Bills also have a very good pass defense. I know Tredavious White is out for the year. He just tore his uh, ACL, I believe, uh, which also which is going to help you know whoever plays the Bills because he's probably the top corner. Um, <clears throat> but you know, which uh, the thing with me though with the Patriots running backs is it's tough to play either one. It doesn't matter who. They, I know the against the Bills doesn't help at all because they have a really good rush defense, but they're kind of like completely splitting carries right now, Harris and Stevenson. And and then you said like Bolden's the one getting the targets out of the fit. So it's like none of them hold any value like at all because you never know. Their backfield is like that all the time too. It's a carousel. Yeah. Like they, they're right back to a total. I don't, I don't want to play any, any one of those three because it's what are the chances that that's going to be the guy who gets two touchdowns or whatever. Like, you know, and especially against the bills, like you said, I would, yeah, I would stay away from this backfield just for the, we never know who's going to be carrying the ball or catching the ball and against a good defense. That makes it even more that I don't, I don't want to play. John Smith might get a rushing touchdown. Yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> With, uh, Josh McDaniels making the calls, like they, they might do, uh, Kendrick Bourne might throw a touchdown pass. It does, yeah, it does suck because, I mean, it was clearly Harris early on and then that one injury. That one week where he was banged up, they started getting Stevenson involved, Bolden yeah. involved. But if you're if you're like from a team standpoint, that's good. Like you don't want to rely on just one running back. You you like spreading it out and having two guys. You don't know, keep them fresh for the playoffs. Yeah, eventually um, those days will be gone. Mm-hmm. All right, my running yeah. back, dud. I'm gonna go with uh, the Cowboys. Ezekiel Elliott on Thursday night. He's gonna be playing at the New Orleans Saints, who. Uh, Ezekiel Elliott's just been banged up the last few weeks as it is. There's talks that they were going to try to like sit him for a little bit for a game or two to try to let him heal up. But I think Elliott's kind of pulling a DeAndre Swift, but the Cowboys are actually going to let him suit up and play because the Cowboys need to win. Uh, unlike the Detroit Lions, they've already lost this year. Uh, but I actually think the Saints might, might've passed the bills recently with the rush defense, but they're, they're like one, two. So the Saints are like up there as, as a top two rush defense in the league. They're going to be playing at home, the Saints. And um, I don't know. I just don't see Ezekiel Elliott getting a ton of work on a, on a short week. So he was banged up on Sunday. He was banged the week before. On a short week, I don't see them relying heavily on Ezekiel Elliott. I think Tony Pollard splits with him. And um, I think they, they try to throw a little bit on New Orleans as well. Brandon, what do you think? Um, yeah, like you said, he's hurt. Um, what do what do you think of Pollard? Are you just completely off the Cowboys backfield? Oh no, I I like Pollard a little bit. I mean, it the Saints, like you were saying, it's tough like but playing against a good uh yeah, right rush defense. But Pollard Pollard's uh he's efficient this year. Like he's one of the most efficient yeah. running backs in the in the league. And I'm I kind of like Pollard a little bit. This I'm not saying like he's a must start, but if you're looking for like a deep league flex, like or or just even not even a deep, like just a flex. Like Paul is not a bad option because I can see him getting getting good playing time. No, I'm yeah, I agree with you. And like you said, they they've shown that they're not not like the past. It seemed like Zeke was a complete workhorse the last couple of seasons. This year, they're definitely giving 
uh, some percentage of the work to to Pollard. So he should, I think. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely a good player. But um, so yeah, it's it's hard to to expect what you you know you used to be able to expect from Elliott on a week to week basis. And like you said, the Saints rush defense is up there with the Bills now, so it's not really a, a matchup you want to target. Um, yeah, I can see him having a down week. Nick? Yeah, I don't trust the whole, uh, you know, he's banged up thing. So I would definitely turn to Pollard. I Probably if I had both of them, I might even just play Pollard over Zeke uh, this week just to be – maybe it's – kind of a silly call like when would you say you'd start Pollard over Zeke but I don't know the Cowboys came out and said they were going to give him a I don't know what the word was to describe it it sounded like it was a healthy workload but um I don't don't believe it a serious load I don't know what that means but I don't believe it I think Pollard's going to They'll probably get him out there, see how he feels. But I think it's a dumb decision if he is, like, banged up like it was initially thought he was. So I'd go with – if anything, I'd go with Pollard, but I would avoid this game, this run game entirely against, you know, the Saints. All right. Let's move ahead uh, to the wide receivers now, Brandon. Who's your wide receiver stud? I'm going with Terry McLaurin this week. Back to Terry McLaurin. He's playing the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders have been pretty good against wide receivers. Um, you know, even though Ryan Fitzpatrick went down early in the year, McLaurin's still wide receiver 18 so far through the season. Um, if you look at what the, the Raiders have been good this season against wide receivers, but the last couple of weeks, they've started to kind of open things up a little bit. They've given last week against the Cowboys three and four receivers, they gave up over 100 yards to both of them. Uh, Cedric Wilson and Michael Gallup. Michael Gallup was my wide receiver down last week, but <laughs> for another time. Um, yeah, I just think McClure can get back on track this week. He had a little bit of a down uh, game last last week. Um, I like Terry Mack versus the Raiders this week. Nick? I love Terry Mack, man. Uh, scary Terry is kind of turned it around for the most part. He hasn't had anything gigantic, I don't think, recently. But early on, it was it was kind of uh, scary to play him because he wasn't getting consistent looks in that offense with um, Heineke coming onto the scene. <clears throat> but uh, lately, he's, he's kind of gained my trust back. And, I mean, yeah, great matchup. He's obviously getting more and more looks. And... I think he's going to be back to prime McLaurin form. Uh, I'd definitely start him over most uh, right now. Tyler? Yeah, I'm kind of a set it and forget it with Terry McLaurin at this point. There's been a yeah. few times I, I thought he'd be a dud looking at the matchups, but he's almost like he's opposite. Like when you – and when you think he's going to have a big game, he kind of puts up an average game. And then when you think he's going to have a dud, he puts up his best games. So, you know, it's tough with him. Uh, it just kind of shows that he's kind of like uh, defense proof, I guess. Like there's, there's, it doesn't matter kind of who he's playing because McLaren could always put up a seven, eight reception for over a hundred yards and a touchdown against you. 
So uh, I'm not worried about the Raiders. Uh, I think McLaren's their number one guy. He's going to get a ton of targets. He does every week. And I think, uh, I think he's just one of the best route runners and has great hands. And uh, I just think he's a complete receiver. And, and yeah, he's a, he's a stud every week for me. Uh, Nick, who's your stud? My stud is he just got back. I kind of teased him earlier with uh, Carson Wentz, but I'm going to bring T.Y. Hilton back from the dead. There's three things in this life that are definite. Death, taxes, and T.Y. Hilton going off against the Houston Texans. Mm-hmm. Every year, this guy has monster games. He's a Texans killer. I could see it happening easily again. I'm going to keep that that myth or whatever you want to call it alive. T.Y. Hilton will have a monster game this Sunday against the Houston Texans. And I'm pretty confident in that. <clears throat> Might even be my money in the bank. Who knows? Undecided. But how do you guys feel? Do you think you think he's got enough juice to continue this trend? So what was the term you used? He, he's back from the dead. Is that what you said? Yeah. Okay. This is what I'm going to tell you, Nick. You can take T.Y. Hilton, you can put him back in his casket, and you can nail it shut. Because it's going to be the Michael Pittman, Jonathan Taylor show at Houston. Okay. So, all right, all right. Just disagree with you on T.Y. Hilton. I think he's, I think he's done. I think he's washed. Brandon, what about you? Uh, he, had a, he had a four, four catch, eighty yard game earlier this year. Maybe you can oh. put it together. No, nah, he had, he's had five targets over the two of the last three games. I Carson Wentz is my stud quarterback this week. I, I think the Colts could have a good, good week. They went to Doyle a lot last week, and and like you said, Pittman's been a huge target. Maybe I mean the the last hurrah for Ty Hilton <laughs> going against the Texans this week. I'm telling, hey, I'll, I'll, we're gonna remember this next week, and I just I'm not gonna even say it, but I, I'm gonna say it right now. I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. Okay. All right, no, my wide receiver stud for week 13. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. He's going to be playing at the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, his last four out of – I'm sorry, his last three out of four games, he's had at least 80 yards receiving. So it's safe to say the past month he, he's been back. Like I know he was – we mentioned the new doghouse beginning of the year, and we didn't know what he was going to do, be doing week to week. But he's, he's back. He's on good graces now with uh, Kyle Shanahan over there. And – uh. Their best player, offensive player. I know, I know you like Kittle, Brandon, but I'm. I think this year their best offensive player, Debo Samuel. He's definitely uh, been their best offensive is, player. Yeah, he's he's going to be out for a couple weeks. Um, so I think Ayuk is is kind of like their only clear cut, like really good receiver they have right now. So he's going to be leading the team in targets for receivers. I know Kittle's going to be getting his work as well. And uh, the Seattle Seahawks defense just doesn't scare me um, at all. So I think Ayuk's going to get a lot of looks, and I think uh, Ayuk could be in for uh, a big day. Now that Debo's out, he's going to be taking some of that workload onto uh, himself. You guys with me or not? Brandon. Yeah, I agree with everything you said. With uh, Samuel Lau, I expect he's going to see an uptick in targets, which he's seen his share of targets the last few weeks anyway. So – yeah, I imagine he's going to 
like you said, they'll probably kind of maybe not use him the exact same way they use Samuel, maybe not the run game, but I imagine they will hit him with some short targets, get the ball in his hand, try to let him make plays. Yeah, I like Ayuk this week. I think uh, I think it's going to, because Samuel's out, it's going to kind of, we're going to remember why we loved him last year because the same thing happened last year. Debo went out for a bit, and Ayuk was kind of the guy who took over, and uh, he had some monster games in there. I can easily see that happen this week against Seattle. Um, while Debo's out, yeah, he, he is going to be the guy. It's going to be run first. And, you know, whoever their main target is in the passing game, which will be uh, either him or George Kittle. But I don't know how Kittle's been – how involved Kittle has been lately. Two targets last week. Okay, that's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) I think we're going to go go with Ayuk. They ran the ball a ton last week, though. Yeah. Ran the ball a ton. I think they had like over 30 rushes. Uh, Brandon, who's your wide receiver dud? Yeah, I'm kind of going the same route as uh, Nick went with his running back. I'm going with the Patriots wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne or my, uh, Jacoby Myers. If you were looking to start one of those guys this week, I would maybe try and um, find somebody else because uh, there's one team in the NFL that hasn't given up 10 passing touchdowns this season, and it's the Buffalo Bills. They There's two teams in the NFL that don't give up, that give up under 200 passing yards per game. The Buffalo Bills are one of those teams. So, I mean, where's the fantasy production going to come from? I mean, unless one of them catches eight or nine passes, I'm not expecting much from from any of the Patriots wide receivers. So, yeah, I'm off Jacoby Myers and Kendrick Bourne this week. Okay, yeah, I, I don't really have much to say. They're kind of like hit or miss for the most part anyway against Buffalo. I mean, I imagine someone's going to get some catches and targets and whatnot, but it's, it's tough to go out there and play anybody on the pats against the Bills because we just don't know who it's going to be. I don't anyway. If you could tell me, Tyler, that'd be great. Well, I just a quick question. If you guys are down on New England running backs and New England receivers, are you just throwing, like you just think the Bills are going to win Monday night? or I think it's going to be like a, a 17 to 14 game. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Th- I don't see the Bills putting up a ton of points. I don't see the Pats putting up a ton of points. I, okay. Like, so Nick, who's your who's your wide receiver? Dead? I'm going in the same game, and I don't like to speak ill of this man. I'm not speaking ill of him now, but Bill Belichick's thing is taking out the other team's main weapon. And as far as I'm concerned, the main weapon is. Stefan Diggs, and I think it's just going to be – I'm not going to say he's going to be shut out, but I'm planning on Bill Belichick focusing defensive attention on him. Josh Allen loves to sling it. Maybe he's going to have to go to either uh, Emmanuel Sanders or Cole Beasley or Dawson Knox. Maybe Dawson Knox is a guy kind of focuses attention on as he is getting a lot of looks in that offense, but – I think Diggs is going to be a wide receiver down this week. And um, it's tough to go against him, but I don't know. How do, how do you guys feel? Do you think he can be locked down? Brandon, you want to take this one? It's He he can be locked down, I guess. It's just hard. They, he scores so many touchdowns, and they, they throw to him anywhere on the field. Um, 
and his target share is just through the roof. Um, I mean, if, yeah, on a given week, is this going to be a down week? I guess this is probably a better week to call that than most against the Patriots. I mean, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of yeah, where I was going with it. It's going to be what any we're doing. Week. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to find some high end guys and call them duds on a week every once in a while. I got to, you know, you got to throw it out there, throw the idea out there that maybe you want to turn away, look for another option. How about you, Tyler? Are you with me? Or I'm just making another ridiculous statement, like my ty, my no, ty. No, 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 we can't. That was not compared to that. <laughs> statement, no. I just don't know. Like if I'm, if I'd be down on digs. Um, I I agree with you. Like Belichick does always look to take out the the other team's like biggest weapon, but the, with the Bills, it's so tough because honestly, like their best weapon is probably just Josh Allen, right? So uh, I don't think you can focus a ton on just taking away digs because they have so many other weapons. You got Beasley, Sanders, Knox, Gabriel Davis. Like you did, they just have guys all over the field where I think they're probably going to try to put JC Jackson on digs and maybe give him a little bit of safety help, but you can't like look to just take him away because the other guys are too good on the, on the bills. So I think they're going to just try to pressure Josh Allen, maybe get in his face send you know, blitz a little bit. And, and go from there. I don't know. I don't know how you beat the Bills. I don't know. Whatever. You're going to talk to Urban Meyer and the and, and the Jacksonville Jaguars and see what they did against against the Bills, right? Isn't that the uh, team that beat them 6-9, to nine, I think it was? Yeah. I mean, the I think only, that was the week only... I had COVID, and I didn't even watch football. But I remember looking at the scores, and it was like, what is it? It happened week one against the Steelers, and that happened yeah. whenever they just the Jaguars. Well, a couple weeks ago, I missed football and I looked at the scores and I was like, wait, Jacksonville beat the Bills six, nine to yeah. six or something like that? It was, okay, well, what did what did Jacksonville do on defense? Watch that watch that game film. Yes. But, um, oh, yeah, Josh Allen sacked him a thousand times. Did everything in that uh, game. Oh, that's it. They need to, maybe they need to find us. Maybe they need to go and trade for Trayvon Diggs and they could put him on Stephon Diggs. Oh. about that? All right. My wide receiver done. I'm going to go Elijah Moore. From the New York Jets, he's going to be playing against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, he might be getting Darius Slay treatment. It seems like the last few weeks, Elijah Moore has been uh, getting like the most targets and, and attention on the, on the Jets. So they might just stick uh, – the Eagles just might say, we're not playing around. Let's put a big play Darius Slay on this rookie and see what happens. If that's the case, I'm, I'm going to lean towards Darius Slay. Uh, also – Eagles very tough against receivers. They have a good secondary, obviously, because of the guys like Darius Slay. And um, when Elijah Moore had his little stretch of really good weeks, Zach Wilson wasn't playing quarterback. It was some of these other guys like Mike White. And uh, I can't even remember. Uh, maybe uh, your boy Flacco, Joe Flacco, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How could you forget Joe Flacco, Tyler? A couple of those guys are having uh, – Elijah Moore was having his big weeks. And then guess who came back last week? Zach Wilson, and guess who went right back to a four for 47 performance? Elijah Moore. So Zach Wilson is back at QB. He he hasn't had a connection with Elijah Moore all year. So you have that in with uh, playing against the Eagles, and I'm a little down on Elijah Moore this week, Brandon. You agree? Yeah, and like you said, uh, Corey Davis didn't practice today, and that's another reason why you could see Darius Slay on Elijah Mitchell. If Corey Davis plays, maybe Elijah Moore. I'm sorry. 
those I get, confused. Well, I've, I've uh, analysts get that confused. Yeah, I've Scott right, Hansen's right. calling Elijah Mitchell the whole time on on red zone the other day. Yep. Yeah, but with if Davis came back, maybe the poss- there would be a possibility that Slay might cover Corey Davis. But yeah, if if Slay's on Elijah Moore, I would personally put Slay on Moore, even if Davis. Yeah, is he playing. could be. He could be. No, yeah. no, he might be. Yeah. Elijah Moore is pretty. Yeah, he's had a like you said, he had a good stretch where he was yeah. looking like he was one of the top wide receivers in, in football for a few weeks. But he was, yeah, I think he had the most yards for like three yeah. weeks in a row, like combined or something. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, if Zach Wilson's throwing the ball, yeah, mm. yep, I'm with you on that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a, for me. It's as simple as that. I I like Elijah Moore. I like what he was doing when he. Was actually getting someone throwing him good balls to catch, um, but yeah, like you said, there's no connection with Zach Wilson, and quite frankly, Zach Wilson just seems out of his element in I, the NFL. So <laughs> I almost just asked you guys a question about who I should play on defense this week, and then I just remembered. I'm not going to ask that question because me and Brandon have a big matchup. Like, why would I? Why would I ask for Brandon's advice when I'm playing him this yeah, week in a crucial matchup? Mine, so I can't even ask that question. You can ask for mine. Uh, I'm I'll, ask I'm the, I'll ask you after the show, Nick, what you think I should do on defense this week. But uh, all right, where are we at? We uh, okay. I just gave my wide receiver dud, right? We're so tight ends. Yeah, Brandon, who's your tight end stud? Going with Big Logan Thomas this week, Washington football team tight end. It's going against the Raiders. Um, they're one of the bottom teams against tight ends, the 30th actually, versus tight ends. Uh, Thomas played 77% of the snaps last week in his first game back. If you look at the beginning of the season, he was 100% every game. I imagine they'll probably he'll probably be seeing 100% of the snaps this week going forward. Um, he had a pretty good game, but he also had a four-yard touchdown call back. And watching it, a lot of people thought that it could have been held up as a touchdown. So um, could have had a much better fantasy week last week. So I think Logan Thomas can get things going again, going against the Raiders this week. I I'm down on it, man. Um, Logan Thomas is to me like a nice refresher for uh, the tight end position. I feel like he is capable of being one of those top guys. And I forgot he was out for so long. It's nice to kind of have him back in the fray. And like you said, I thought it, I thought that was a touchdown that he uh, almost pulled down, but, you know, was not to be. He would have had a much better game. I think he has a great game this week. Probably open things up for both McLaurin, him, and Gibson <clears throat> with another weapon to add. Uh, yeah, man. The four bye weeks, some injuries, and you know, tight end being one of the weakest positions, I would. He's like a must start for me. Yeah, I think you have to start Logan Thomas at this point with, with just the tight end position. Like I said, four teams on a bye this week. Um, yeah, he, he's a start for me for sure. Uh, I think the Raiders aren't that great against tight ends. I know that we mentioned they're pretty good against receivers. Um, they're 30th against tight ends. Yeah, not good against yeah. tight ends. So I think uh, yeah. when you have a guy like Logan Thomas, you got to – I didn't think they're going to look, look his way a little bit. Um, since he's been back, he hasn't really done a ton. But, 
we know he's capable of uh, putting up big numbers. He finished the year strong last year. So uh, I'm hoping, uh, you know, that they go his way a little bit more against the Raiders this week. Uh, Nick, who's your tight end stud? It's going to be uh, Noah Fant uh, for the Denver Broncos. Kind of sucks. I don't know if Bridgewater's out for a bit, but um, not that he was some, not that he was some uh, golden arm god over there. But uh, I think this week uh, Chiefs are pretty bad against uh, tight ends. I think the 26th uh, in the league against them. Um, I could see that Denver falling down pretty quickly, but then again, uh, it is Drew Locke. So I don't know. But at the position, I, I think Fant's just too talented. He's going to have his down down weeks, but I think he's primed for a, a decent week at the tight end position, uh, especially in what is probably going <clears> to <throat> be a play-from-behind game for the Denver Broncos if the Chiefs is still on a roll. Um, yeah, I don't have much to say. Tight ends are not my strong suit. I just kind of plug and play, and Fant is one of the better options. In my eyes. Yeah, I was thinking about making fan my tight end stud this week too. I like him. Um yeah. he saw eighty five percent of the snaps last week for the Broncos. That was up from seventy five the week before. So um yeah, he only saw four targets, so you hope that goes up a little bit this week, but I think Fant could put up a pretty good week. He's got the Chiefs, who I think are like wait, did you say the twenty sixth against tight end? Yeah, you said that already. So yeah, I think he could uh, put up a good week against the Chiefs. Yeah, he only ended up with four targets last week, but um, that game script, because the Broncos kind of ran away with the game, right, it was yes. more of a controlled uh, defensive game. They got a defensive touchdown and everything. They were up a few scores on the Chargers. So I think that was just uh, more of a game script thing rather than uh, you know being held back. Tyler, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just like not – I'm not sold on the Broncos passing game in general right now. I think mm-hmm. like four targets you said, right? I don't think Font gets a, like a bunch of targets at all every week. And and they kind of spread the ball around a lot, but like no one, no one's putting up stud weeks right now. And, you know, a mile high over there since Judy has been back. Cortland Sutton hasn't done anything. Uh, Judy hasn't really done much either. It's almost like Tim Patrick's been their best receiver still. <laughs> I don't know how. Uh, and then Font's kind of just been average. Like, I'm not saying, like, he's not even, like, a bad play. Like, if you need to put in Font, I just don't know if he's going to give you, like, a top five tight end week, though. You know what I mean? But we imagine the tight end position is very hard to find some guys right now. So I would be totally cool with rolling out Noah Font this week against Kansas City. Uh, because, like you mentioned, they're not that good against the tight end, and Font has the skills to be a top tight end. But he just—they just need to give him the throw him the ball more, throw him the ball more. Dude. I don't know. Their offense needs to figure it out over there. And, and, uh, somebody throw them the ball. Like I don't know. They just their offense. If I was a Broncos fan, I'd be very frustrated watching that offense. Um, my tight end stud. I'm gonna go with Mike Gesicki versus the New York Giants. Uh, I just think this guy's due for a big game. He's been kind of going a little bit off the rails here. He hasn't had a good week in in a little bit. Um, Believe it or not, the New York Giants have a very poor road defense. (laughs) I saw – so, like, every time they play on the road, their defense doesn't play good. 
Um, and I know uh, this guy Smythe on the, uh, the Dolphins is being a little bit of a run, but I'm not worried about him. I think uh, overall the against the Giants on Sunday, I think the Dolphins kind of, you know, Tua looks Waddle's way a ton, and I think he's going to try to get Kosicki a little bit more involved. Uh, Brandon, are you playing Kosicki on Sunday? Yeah, I think Kosicki's a good option at the at tight end position. Um, he definitely seems like he's a red zone target for Tua. Um, like you said, I think they need to find somebody to be that second guy behind Waddle. So, yeah, I like Kosicki this week. You're you're not scared of Durham Smythe, Tyler? You don't no, think he's going to come that's on? That's what I guy? said. I'm not afraid of Durham Smythe taking Mike Kosicki's time. Every time I see that him. guy get a catch, it's like... Dude, well, uh, I get I just, so mad because they look exactly the same. And I think it's, I think it's Kosicki, and I'm like, yeah, it's a nice catch. And they're like, Durham Smythe with a fifth. I'm like, no, no. What is this guy doing? Oh, um, man. Uh, yeah, I'm down with Kosicki, but... You never know when Smythe is gonna. Just, just, just let's just stop like, saying that guy's name. He disgusts me. We have to let it be known, Tyler. No, that there is a guy in Gasecki's way. Durham just... Smythe. He sounds like a pirate. All right, we're moving along here. <laughs> Captain, <laughs> Smythe. Captain Smythe. All right, uh, we're gonna move ahead here to some tight end duds. Brandon, who's uh... gonna be your tight end dud this week? Uh, yeah, this is a sh- strictly a matchup play here. It's going to be TJ Hawkinson. Let me guess. It's Durham Smythe. <laughs> Durham Smythe, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be TJ Hawkinson. He's got the Minnesota Oh, Vikings. okay. Um, yeah, so the Vikings are fourth against tight ends. Um, he played them in week five and finished with 4.2 fantasy points. Uh, yeah, I just – I. He's kind of been like a really up and down player. At the beginning of the year, he looked like he was going to be, you know, step up and be one of those top five guys, but he just hasn't really lived up to it. So I expect him to put up a similar week that he had in week five against the Vikings. Like I said, he's had under five fantasy points that game. I expect him to kind of be a disappointment again in week 13. Nick Hawkinson, what do you think? Uh, it's it's tough to sit him, but... um. Yeah, I don't know. He he's up and down all season. There's been stretches of each being up and down. And it's tough, and I I don't like how how good is uh, Minnesota against the tight end? They're number four against tight ends. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't see. There's probably a good reason for that at this point in the season. So, and I mean, when you go against the Lions, who you who's the main guy to take out of there? It's probably. DJ Hawkinson. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm definitely down on him this week, especially against uh, Minnesota, who's pretty good against them. Uh, but unfortunately, because of the name and his involvement most of the time, it's kind of tough to go elsewhere. Hopefully you have a better option. Tyler, how do you, how do you feel? What are you doing about this? I don't know. He he just had a touchdown last week, and he didn't look too bad against the Bears. Um, but with the Vikings, yeah, you know, you mentioned that they're pretty good against the tight end, and we mentioned before earlier in the show that they're not very good against the run, and they're not that good against receivers. So we said Jamal Williams might be in line for a pretty big workload and a good day. You mentioned Josh Reynolds, right? Like, I know they got uh, Khalif Raymond. Like, they got some guys, I guess, if Goff wants to try slinging it around. 
But it's interesting that, like, when we were talking about Williams and, and receivers, we never even mentioned Hawkinson's name, which kind of shows how much he's fallen this year. Like, yeah, you mentioned the Niners. We're talking about Kittle a lot, like Kittle, Kittle, Kittle. We don't mention Hawkinson on the Lions, and it's because he's he becomes he he go he fades away some games, and we don't see much from him. So there was a know. there was kind of a joke at the beginning of the season that we were all kind of picking him as our tight end stud. Or like I know we like we in a row we picked him. He was involved in week in and week out for the like yeah, the right, first. Right. He kind of fell off a little bit yeah. this year. Nick, who's your tight end dud? My tight end dud. This guy has just been a letdown since um the trade, and I know it's against the Jets. The trade of Zach Ertz, uh, but he has not done anything uh, to make me proud of him. I guess that's going to be Dallas Goddard. Um. I don't really know how well the Jets are against tight ends, but he got one point last week. I don't know if that was due to injury or whatever, I don't, the game plan or whatever. I, I don't see how. I mean, it was the Giants, and they're pretty bad against the tight end. He got one point. And I, I don't think he's really broken over double digits uh, much, if at all, since uh, Zach Ertz going away. You'd think that kind of boost his chances for great uh, production at the tight end position. And it, it, he hasn't been coming through. And until he does, I'm, I'm out on this guy. I, I, I don't want to start him in most of my leagues. At first he was like a must roster. And I don't, I don't think he really is right now. I think you can scrap some points at that position rather than take a shot on him. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of line, but. But I've been severely disappointed in this dude. I don't think you're out of line, Nick. He was he was the tight end I was down on coming into the year. And like you said, yeah. I think since Ertz left, he hasn't really in my opinion, he hasn't like kind of stood out as a tight end one. He's over the past couple of weeks, his targets like really go up and down. He's had a three target week and a two target week. I think two weeks ago he had like six or seven. Eight. Eight. Right, so he's two weeks like, ago he had an okay game against the Saints. He had five, he five catches, sixty-two yards. So he had a, he did score double digits, eleven point two. But last last four weeks, that's his only double-digit game. So so you're right with the last month or so, he hasn't really been doing too great. Yeah, just I mean, and it seems like Hurts kind of his number one target is Devonta Smith when he throws the football. So I mean, I don't know, I I. Yeah, I can I can see being down on him this week. Yeah, we mentioned Miles Sanders and, and the running backs. It could be a big day for all of them uh, against the Jets. Number you know Washington the number number thirty two. Their last they did not good against the run. So I think the Eagles kind of pound the rock this game. So yeah, I'm I'm a little off guarded as well. Uh, okay, my running back. I'm sorry, running back. My tight end Dud. I'm going to go with uh, Cole Komet from the Chicago Bears. He's actually uh, been showing some upside the last few weeks. He's been playing pretty well. But uh, they're going to be playing up against the Arizona Cardinals, who are actually the number one team in the league against tight ends. So uh, I'm just looking to fade Cole Komet this week um, just for the fact that the Cardinals are good against tight ends. And I don't think Cole Komet, even though he's been playing better, I, I don't think like he's going to break out more against – a team with the Cardinals. So are you guys willing to play Cole Komet or Brandon, what are you, what are you doing with him? 
yeah, I I would look to play him in the exact opposite situation of this. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to play him against against tough matchups. I want to play him against bad matchups. Exactly. Yeah. So he, like you said, he if he had like a four week streak of putting up really good fantasy outputs, then yeah, I would be thinking about starting. Yeah. Week, but... I, I don't think he's quite matchup proof yet. So I'm just trying to like I think like he's getting there. He's getting better, but against the number one ranked team against tight ends i'm not just going to be like oh yeah cool come at throwing them out there like i'm a little I'm a little iffy that's what i'm trying to say with it with it agreed uh yeah i mean i'm not there yet with commit i i know i was looking at him earlier i didn't think he had like a 14 point game last week uh but then it was single digit game and then a 14 point game before that but before that it was very minimal production I gotta, I gotta see it more. I'm not willing to start him against a matchup like the Cardinals. Um, just wait and see on him. Keep him on your watch list. Keep him on your bench if you have a deep league. Then just play the waiting game on him. <clears throat> not this week though. All right, let's move along here to our uh, next segment, guys. That studs and duds is all set for week 13. Uh, we're going to move ahead to the take your pick segment. So every week we come up with some scenarios from uh, five games for the week. And uh, we kind of take our pick. It could have to do with a player versus a player or uh, just one player kind of an over under. So last week, uh, Brandon, you went two and three and I went four and one. And Nick, you mm. were off, off last week. So yeah, I, I never got my picks in. All right. So, so overall for the season, I am 30 and 23. Brandon is mm-hmm. 26 and 27. And Nick, you're still 25 and 18. So real quick, we'll go over last week's picks and then we'll get a brand new five scenarios this week. All right. Last week, me and Brandon took our picks. So more, more total yards. Last week, David Montgomery or DeAndre Swift. I went Montgomery. Brandon went with Swift. So Montgomery had 74 total yards. Swift had nine. That's because he got injured, but unfortunately, that's the way the uh, cookie crumbles, I yep. guess. Yep. Uh, Jonathan Taylor on Sunday, the over-under, 100 rushing yards against Tampa Bay. We both went with the over. He came close, but he was under. He only had 83 yards rushing against Tampa Bay. Devontae Adams on Sunday, over-under, six-and-a-half receptions against the Rams. We both took the over, and Devontae came through. Devontae Adams had eight receptions. More rushing yards Sunday night, Nick Chubb or Lamar Jackson. Brandon went with Nick Chubb. I went with Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson outrushed Nick Chubb 68 yards to Nick Chubb's 16 yards. And then more receptions on Monday night, DK Metcalf or Terry McLaurin. We both went with Scary Terry, and we both were correct. Terry McLaurin had four receptions. DK Metcalf had one. All right, this week, you guys ready? Here we go. Thursday night football. More total yards. Ezekiel Elliott or Tony Pollard? I'm going to go Zeke. Nick. Tony Pollard. I am also going to go Tony Pollard. All right. Saquon Barkley on Sunday against Miami. Over or under half a touchdown? I'm going with the under. Over or under half a touchdown? What kind of stat is that? He's going to get one okay. or none. <laughs> See, that's what we're asking. Like, one touchdown. Does he score a touchdown or not? No. 
Actually, yeah, I'll, I'll put my faith in him. Yeah, he does. Okay. Wait, is Danny, Danny Dimes playing? I don't see why Danny Dimes wouldn't be playing. No, no, I thought they said it's Long Neck Glennon coming in. Oh, Mike Glennon's playing. Yeah, really? Neck. Danny Dimes is hurt? I didn't even know this. Yeah, he got hurt. I think he has like a neck injury. Oh, I should have let you guys make your pick first before I told you guys that. Well, I was sorry. <laughs> Not be playing. Uh, yeah, I'll say he does. Saquon does get a touchdown. All right, Nick's going over. I'm gonna go with that Miami Dolphins defense that's been on fire the past month. I'm gonna say Saquon goes under, doesn't score a touchdown. All right, more rushing yards on Sunday. Brandon, Josh Jacobs or Antonio Gibson? I'm gonna go Antonio Gibson. Nick, I'm going Tony. I so all three of us. I'm not going against Gibson right now, and I'm not a Josh Jacobs fan, so I'm going Antonio Gibson. All right, Sunday night football, Brandon Travis Kelsey over under six and a half receptions against Denver, the, the Broncos. Yes, I'm going to go under. All right, I under six and a half. I'm going to go under. All right. I'm going to go with the over. And the last one here, more fantasy points on Monday night football. The Buffalo Bills defense or the New England Patriots defense, Brandon? I'm going to go with the Bills. Nick? Mm, I think I'm going to go with the Bills. I'll go with the Patriots. Okay. All right. We all took our pick. Good luck, guys. And let's move along to our final segment, the Money in the Bank segment. Uh, I think it's safe to say, Brandon, that you did not hit last week. With no, your I've been Cam dreading Newton. this today. I've <laughs> been Cam dreading Newton. the segment today after my pick last week. <laughs> <laughs> with your Cam Newton top 10. Uh, Cam Newton actually might have scored less points than guys who didn't even play on Sunday. He might end up with Cam, negative. Cam Newton, out of the 32 starting quarterbacks, he finished QB 30. 30. Wait, he scored more than two other quarterbacks? He finished QB 30. In our fantasy league, he finished QB 30. I would love to know who finished 31 and 32. You should have won with a negative prediction. Brandon. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? All right. With that said, Brandon, what's hey, your not, uh, we... did you see that first drive? They well, marched right down the field. They he hit more on like a 50 something yard connection. Oh, yeah, and yeah. He ran right. a touchdown yeah. in. Yeah. And then he didn't score. Yeah, yeah. Like it looks good the first drive. Yep. Yeah. Right. He had a great drive. He had a great drive. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your week 13 prediction? I'm at, I'm just gonna hop on a train. There's been a train chugging down the tracks recently. And I'm hopping aboard, and that's Joe Mixon. He's had 20 fantasy points or more in four consecutive weeks, and I think he's going to do it again this week. So I'm going over 20 fantasy points, Joe Mixon, and that's in PPR leagues. Over 20 points in PPR leagues. Okay. Yep. And you can take that to the bank. All right. So, yeah, last week I took my pick. I also didn't cash in. I said Trevor Lawrence would have at least two interceptions on Sunday against the Falcons. He did have an interception. He only had one. He didn't have two. So I fell an interception short, so I didn't hit. But uh, this week I'm going to hit. 
This is it. So I'm also going to hop on a train. Uh, the 49ers, I'm going to hop on the Elijah Mitchell train. And mm. only because he's been getting 100 yards, like, often when he's been a lead back, I just put five extra yards on to it. Just to, so Elijah Mitchell rushes for over 105 yards on Sunday against the Seattle Seahawks. And you can take that to the bank. All right. Nick, what do you what do you got for us this week? So the last prediction I did, I will just bring it up, I guess. Um it was Kyle Pitts two weeks ago. I was gonna get less than five points. He got five point nine. I've never been so close in my life. But we're gonna turn around, we're gonna continue the negative streak, and we're gonna go with Justin Herbert. Will not throw over one and a half touchdowns. So he won't hit two touchdowns. This comes Sunday against the Bengals. And you take that to the bank. Out on Herbert this week. Yeah. All right. All right. Thus concludes our week 13 fantasy football show. Guys, how are we feeling? I'm feeling great. I'm just I'm I'm excited to watch this this Patriots Bills game this weekend. Honestly, yeah, some, as a Patriots friends. fan, I'm kind of excited. Gonna have to stay up Monday night. Yeah, the, uh, the Brady the Brady era was over last year. They they were terrible, and now they they're kind of playing for something, going against a good team. So, yeah, as, AFC uh, I mean, that really meant anything when Brady played. They were just gonna win every year. So now it's like kind of exciting to to compete for something. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm actually – that's probably the one game I'm looking forward to this week. So, all the other games are kind of not that interesting to me. But this one I'll be looking forward to, man. I just – yeah, that's that's what I'm looking forward to. That's all I can say about it. And I'm just going to – I'm just going to go out and say I hope – you know, me and Tyler have been talking about our matchup going out this week. Um, I hope my – we don't finish the same way that your matchup finished last week. I hope I don't have that same horror show with a. Oh my God. You want to go Sly or Josh Sly, whatever that dude's. Joey Sly. Joey Sly. That's it. I was keeping my eye on that because I was like, oh, wow, look at this. Well, this is close ass. That the matchup is over with, I would like to personally thank Joey Sly and, um, just let me know, and I'll get you that that money I promised you to fake that hamstring injury. <laughs> you won by less than a point, right? I, yeah, it was like it was less than a point. Yeah, I don't even know. So Joey Sly, I told him, hey, you know, let them let them block your kick, mm-hmm. and then sprint down the field and fake a hammy injury, and that's exactly what he did. Came through for me, man. What a what a what a friend Joey Sly is. <laughs> I can't believe that. I cannot believe of all the things that happened. And he, yeah, of all the things that happened, I can't even believe it happened. But that's fantasy, man. Cold, cold-hearted. Hey, I'm usually the guy on the other side of that. For, for once, I got some luck going my way. So yeah, it's happened to all of us, I'm sure. Yeah. Over the year. Yeah. But man, I good luck to both of you. That's yeah. good. Good luck, Brandon. I'm sure we'll talk about. Uh, what happened in our matchup next week on the show. But uh, until then, you have been listening to 
Grand Slam. Fantasy Sports Podcast.